All right. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back. All right. Let's go around the room. Who do we got? Amy Cordova. Chris Fimbres. I like it. Renee Michelle Aranda. And of course, I am your moderator, Noah Kinsey. So before we get going, talking about the classic Silence of the Lambs, have we seen any movies since last we spoke? Anybody? Hmm. I have not. Oh, I see a ticket for Furious 7 over in Renee's corner. It just so happened to be in my pocket. Serious coincidence. I just saw Furious 7. I actually have not seen any of the other (laughs) Furious movies. (laughs) However, it was it was standalone. No, yeah, I kind no, of feel like no. you don't need to yeah. see yeah. Yeah. others. You know what happened? It served its purpose. I'll say that um, it was what you'd expect from that kind of movie. But it was also very. Uh, it was just entertaining. As long as you, I mean, it 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 makes fun of itself enough to where you know that it's not at all trying to take itself seriously, but it seriously takes itself. Yeah. lightly and i love that it was really awesome well so i don't want to i don't want to spoil it for anyone who is anyone going to see it yeah so i won't spoil anything but uh there are some moments where it's just so ridiculous but so beautifully done it's just mm-hmm. gorgeous ridiculousness yeah i was actually today i was listening to an npr podcast where they were talking about it. i'm mm-hmm. like oh man they're gonna rip it to stress but no like yeah, the two yeah. are like oh it's just everything's so ridiculous but yeah. it's also so fun and they know yes, they exactly. commit to the ridiculous i'm like mm-hmm. all right but some fun facts though that uh the way they finished it they used his brothers and mm-hmm. i had no yeah. idea he mm-hmm. had brothers and they god damn they look so much yeah. like him both of them yeah. yeah so it was it was beautiful that they were able to do that and that they were willing to do that to finish that movie which i'm glad yeah, for the studio yeah. too, because they're yeah. about to hit a billion freaking dollars. Right. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and they have yeah. three sequels they're already planning mm-hmm. on doing. There's at least going to be ten, so it's like they're doing more. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. At that least three. The last three one. They said at least three. 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 At least three. they said three. at least three. It's. I mean, it makes sense that they just made a billion, pretty much a billion. They well, just I think hit it's the million. it's the fifth. I think I was reading the fifth or sixth highest grossing domestic opening weekend yeah. for mm-hmm. a film and for it's universal seven. it's it's first it's the most yeah like of yeah. course they're gonna i cannot believe that's the franchise that keeps going i mean mm-hmm. that's I'm cool i'm not but... surprised but still it's like damn has so there been really? any other movie that's had a part 10 yeah a bunch dude friday the 13th oh yeah okay horde yeah okay i got you. yeah but nothing profitable like this no. i mean those are straight to dvd <laughs> type stuff but um i actually knew i learned he had a twin brother in the movie running scared has anyone seen this that's movie? a good one. Oh, it's so amazing you yeah. have to see it it's one of those things where you're like oh my god paul walker can act he just chooses yeah. a lot of movies where he really doesn't yeah. have to yeah. very much it's so good you need to see it cool. it's amazing but um this okay so there's there's a scene where i'm not obviously this isn't a spoiler but there's a scene where he's kind of like doing a little flashback Mm -hmm. while he's thinking about it so he's in the scene thinking about a flashback and he sees himself at the dinner table with his family and that's actually his twin brother Mm. so on the special features they were saying that that's how they did that effect cool so that's how i found out that he had a twin brother but yeah, I was really sad when I heard. That I don't know that they're died. twins. I don't yeah. know if they are either. I, I just... actually don't. I don't I think so. I think no. I saw that when I looked it up. They were uh, Cody's the youngest, and I because he has two brothers. Caleb is yes, yeah, Cody and okay. Caleb. I think. Well, damn! If they're not twins, yeah, I don't think they are crap. twins. I no. Let's see, Paul Walker come daughter. from a Paul Walker factory. They <laughs> all look exactly <laughs> the same. That's amazing. Have you seen anything while she's looking that up? Daredevil. 
Oh, yeah, I know, yeah, I know it's not a movie. That. No, we I've can seen still... all 13 episodes in the span of a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So it was one it long movie Friday. weekend for me. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's amazing. Um, I was saying that I thought The Flash was the best superhero TV show on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is right up there with, and they're not very similar. Bro, but, totally but I think different. for like quality, just storytelling, and mm-hmm. uh, man, it was, it was amazing. Uh, I thought it was cast very, very well. Uh, especially Fizz, because I thought dude oh, did an amazing yeah. job. Uh, and I'm looking really looking forward to seeing the rest of uh, all the Marvel Netflix series out there. I'm really glad that they are re- redoing all those, especially Daredevil, because the movie was such a flop uh-huh. uh, that they would give it a, like a second chance like this while they're well, you know, criti- doing all of Well, critically, them, but... it was a flop. It actually did really well in the box office, but well, cr- it, enough to spurn I mean, a it was horrible spinoff movie, Electra. <laughs> oh, whatever that was about. Let's have a big boss fight with sheets <laughs> that was horrible but yeah no i'm glad that you know those rights reverted back and then we were just talking about this beforehand that punisher and um ghost rider are now back with marvel oh, no so that would be interesting to see I, i'd love to see punisher as a series and with daredevil is like rated m i was surprised really? yeah i was very surprised i don't know I'm, I'm only four episodes in i'm not sure if i agree that it should I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it gets there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I like a implied sort of stuff more than mm-hmm. seeing, like, gore. Like, just seeing gore. They they have some of that implied where you don't actually see the violence taking place. Mm-hmm. You'll just see, like, the end result and all the blood coming from it. But I do, on the other hand, I do like seeing kind of the, the underlying different world. Like, mm-hmm. Hell's Kitchen, just in the Daredevil lore, is very dark and very gritty. And I think it's cool that this... I love the Marvel Universe. I think, you know, most people love it, but mm-hmm. sometimes you hear people who don't really care for it. But I love that it's one big world, like the comic book world. And I love the fact that, you know, um, an article brought this up where all all the shit that happened in the first Avengers movie, well, maybe some shady dealings happened to rebuild some of New York and how do you think that's going to pan out? And that's kind of what they're could be exploring and things like that with the series. So I'm, you know, I I'm, I'm very interested. I haven't seen the whole first mm-hmm. season yet, but I'm very interested to see where it okay. goes. Did you, did you find I it did. too? Yeah, I did. And so Cody is 25 and Caleb is 36. Paul was 40 when he died. God wow. damn. But that guy looked look good for 40. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, look, he was this like 33. Is, this is the young one. This is Cody. This is the one who was the stand-in. For, for Fat, for Furious 7. Yeah. I heard oh, they shit. actually both got to, yeah? to help out. Awesome. Um, uh, it was uh, Vin Diesel likes to share a lot on his Facebook, and he had shared a oh, photo of the two brothers on the yeah. beach during that scene. And, oh. Uh, and yeah. So well, yeah, like Vin Diesel always I says, super, family. <laughs> I super want you guys to spoil it for me and tell me how did they deal with his death, or was that addressed, or is it just um, walks I'll, into the all sunset? All I'll say is that there were two things. Yeah, exactly. That it was they were either going to address him dying right. in the film to kill off the character, mm-hmm. or they were going to do an off into the sunset thing. And all I'm going to say is that I like what they did. Okay. I thought it was yeah. respectable right. and uh, the pro- I think it's what the, everybody needed. Yeah. One of the producers was being interviewed by Sam Rubin. And what I like about Sam Rubin is that he's a very no-nonsense guy and he will not kiss anybody's butt. And he, you know, you know, he will interview you. He will get to the grid of what's going on, but he doesn't make it, he doesn't bring it down to a TMZ level or anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently he wrote a heartfelt letter to one of the producers of... Uh, Furious 7, and he came on the morning news and was talking about how 
to piece this, you know, together the film, they basically had to work backwards for obvious reasons. Because mm-hmm. it was and, like half film. Yeah, exactly. There was a lot they had to do. Yeah, so I mean, they really. Uh, however, I didn't see it, but you know, Sam Rubin liked it and as a critic. You know, if he yeah, and you know, NPR was it. even talking about yeah. the way that they filled in the gaps and yeah. the way that they did it. They it said they did really well. They did a They're good really job. like of having that. never seen them, and honestly, I had zero interest in seeing that genre mm-hmm. of yeah. film because yeah. you know I knew it was kind of entailing. Yeah. And, exactly. Uh, but seeing this movie, it was it was fun enough to where I'm kind of looking forward to seeing all the other six to fill in those other yeah. fun little. Um, you can skip number two, <laughs> maybe three. I heard the one of them Tokyo almost has Drift. none of the cast members in it except the for third Diesel one. Making a the third one, and that's somebody, supposed um... to be chronologically. It's you know one, two, four, five, six, seven, three. Okay, is how the how wow. it works chronologically. So, but don't think about it because really the continuity just, yeah, and all that stuff doesn't make sense. <laughs> Allegiances switch over. Starting so young because they do yeah. have some. The first one is so things. cool, like, and it's a car movie. It's more mm-hmm. of just like a, a. It's almost like oh, what's the? I cannot believe I can't remember this. Um, Keanu Reeves. The surfer movie. Holy oh, point, point break. Thank break, you. Yeah. Oh my God. I, that's one of my favorite action movies. I was having a brain fart. It's like that, but with cars. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's so, the first yeah, one's so good. Actually, I didn't know that was a remake, that there's like a 1970s Fast and Furious. Oh. I don't, I don't remember what year it was. I'll, I'll look that up while we keep going. Cause... The horse and carriage and horse and carriager. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, but no, the first one's great. The second one, I wanted to punch the screen because if Tyrese and Paul Walker said, brah, one more time, I'm oh like, I'm gosh. throwing my TV out. Yeah. How else are you supposed to bond with another dude and call without him bruh. calling him brah? Bruh. <laughs> bruh. We did it, bruh. We did it. So I saw two movies. I saw Big Hero 6 okay. for the first time. I really enjoyed it, but I, I I, do think How to Train Your Dragon 2 should have won the, the best animated pick mm-hmm. over it. Because, I mean, Big Hero 6 is great, but it was very... It was formula, and I don't want to say that in a bad way. I'm just saying it to compare mm-hmm. the two, whereas How to Train Your Dragon, both the first one and the second one, were so, like, stories where they... It, there were real stories where you just didn't feel it was, you know, giving you mm-hmm. from the like to little kids to create a like, here's the formula. Everything's going to be OK. I feel like How to Drain Your Dragon 2 and the first one towards the end. I'm like, I don't know how this it's is going to end. Gonna end. Mm-hmm. Great. And I, I don't know. So but it was great. I enjoyed it. And I saw American Sniper. Which I did mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoy that movie. Okay, I thought good. it was really good. It's I've, I mean, it's the, a biopic in the loosest way right. humanly <laughs> possible. Absolutely. And it's so Hollywood. I am not surprised that it was mm-hmm. one of, if not the highest grossing films to premiere in 2014, even though it made most mm-hmm. of its money this so year. So did they say based on or inspired by? So it's it's based on his biography, his autobiography, autobiography. that he wrote. However, okay. however, the screenwriter changed a whole bunch. For one, the whole sense of being a family man mm-hmm. in his autobiography, he really didn't give two shits about articulating that in his book. Mm-hmm. Like he was more about being the badass. This mm-hmm. is the badass. And there's certain elements where they definitely softened him for the movie and whether or not he was really like that. I don't know, but to they say it's based off of the book, but it's, it's taking so many liberties, mm-hmm. but I didn't really mind it cause it's a movie and 
if I want like a more modern day wartime movie that's more close to what really happened, I'm going to always go watch Lone Survivor because that mm-hmm. movie is amazing and yeah. less Hollywood. I feel like also with the whole ISIS thing going on that, that uh, America, like when Casablanca came out during the war, I feel like that sometimes Hollywood tries to patriotize everything yeah. and yeah. go America and, you know, you know, F the terrorists and all that stuff. So I feel like that might have had something to do with yeah, it. Yeah, and but I felt like with Lone Survivor, it was very much more... I don't know if has anyone seen this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, isn't it so good? Yeah. Like, and it's, it's visceral. Really like, when the action oh happens, gosh, it's yeah. so anti-Hollywood. Like, it's so... Freak- There's no music until, mm-hmm. like, towards oh, the end. Cool. It's just chaos. It's, it's amazing. It's, like it's a, so There Will Be Blood. Good. I love that, that. There's, like, no, yeah. like, no dialogue. It's just... Like, this is couple. real. I mean, yeah. American Sniper is very Hollywood. Very, you know, oh, yeah. whatever. My one complaint... Because, once again, I can get past the whole not being accurate whatsoever because really none of the biopics this year like renee said inspired by is probably what they should say yeah yeah i mean come on (laughs) so i found this fast uh the fast and the furious 1955 uh here's the synopsis though a man wrongly imprisoned for murder breaks out of jail he wants to clear his name but with the police pursuing him he's forced to take a beautiful young woman driving a fast sports car hostage (laughs) and slip into a cross-border sports car race to try to make it to mexico before the police get him. So I don't know if it's obviously we it's not like based on it, but awesome. I wonder how much inspiration they took from that 1955 movie. They're saving mm. it for part eight. Yep, <laughs> <Right>? exactly. <laughs> exactly. So my one complaint okay. about American Sniper is this film, let's I'm assuming it was made in 2013, mostly mm-hmm. to come out in 2014. Yeah. I'd imagine that our fake baby technology has come in, has come way farther oh, yeah. than what they used in the movie. That baby was yeah. super fake. Yeah, oh, that's too bad. Like I just could not believe. I'd heard. I'm like, I mean, eh, they're probably so making fun of it. Use real babies too, yeah. and you wonder yeah. why they couldn't manage that. Why couldn't they? <laughs> yeah, and he's like the little arms kind of moving, but you're like, all right, oh, he's making that did. move. Like it just. I was just like, come on, Clint. Yeah. A fake baby. I mean, it was here's the cabbage patch doll. Mm-hmm. He hired a ventriloquist for the guy who held the baby. Yeah. Pretty much. Talk. Pretty much. It almost made me mad because I was like, Are you kidding me? Because otherwise me the movie was so baby? well done, but it, that was so yes. stupid. It was so obviously fake. I don't understand why they Maybe that was just... the point. Maybe he's like, hey, it's okay, guys. It's a fake baby. No, it's all right. We didn't no babies were harmed. And it was kind of weird because it wasn't really in a point where they would it would be a bad thing to have a baby. The only thing I can think of, yeah, it's a logistical thing. If the baby's talking and you're hearing it while they're trying to have a serious conversation or if it's crying, but once again, either ADR that, Mm -hmm. but the scene, I mean, just have like a calm, quiet baby. You don't need like a fake stiff. You don't even need to show the baby's face. I mean, put it in the crib. We can have a conversation. Yeah. Like put it to sleep first. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We do not condone euthanizing (laughs) babies here on this podcast. Put them down. Yeah, that's so funny. My uh, my friend has a, a one year old, and she uses that all the time. Oh, I gotta put her down. I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, so no, what she did. I'm so sh- I'm sure she's sorry. She's sorry. <laughs> what so she sorry. do? <laughs> all right, so that was that was that. that was so fun. let's get into the movie, which is Silence of the Lambs, our wonderful 1991 five time mm-hmm. Oscar winner. About a young FBI agent, Clarice Starling, is assigned to help find a missing woman to save her from a psychopathic serial killer who skins his victim. That's Ew. from IMDb. Mm-hmm. So well, let's okay, let's do what we usually do. Okay. Just a quick 
just small little like what we if we enjoyed it, what we thought of it, and what we would rename it. If we had to rename it instead of Silence of the Lambs. Oh my gosh. Do we have anything for that? I thought of it. I couldn't I couldn't really think of one because I was I didn't I love the title. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. And everything I was thinking of was just kind of a some kind of parody title or something. No, that's yeah. okay. Um I was uh one of them was um Blunt Subtlety was one. Um but that was really all I could come up with. So what okay, well then what um, what do we think does it hold up? I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Um I, the characters are brilliant and I I just I love how it's this twist of hokey corny kind of ode to like that old fashioned style of acting where the characters are a little big with mixed with this psychological horror and things that make your skin crawl. I love that it was that combination because it was so so well well done and the the use of POVs, I don't think I've ever seen anybody mm-hmm. use so much mm-hmm. point of view. Yeah. yeah it and it was cool. so effective. Even though um I noticed that the colors were um almost like with the uh, with Chinatown, they were almost a little bit mm-hmm. dull. They were yeah, they're but, very earthy. But the shots were so good that I completely and this rarely happens, which is why I think this is such a great movie. I stopped paying attention to technicalities at one point. Sure. And I realized mm-hmm. I was just watching the movie again. And I've seen yeah. it before. So I, it's a genius film, and I love it to death. Awesome. Chris, what you got? All right. For alternate alternate titles, uh, I liked Silent Transformation, and I also liked Bill Skin's Fifth, just because it, they show <laughs> yeah. it oh, yeah. in the newspapers yeah. a couple of times Ooh. in the big, bold yeah. letters, yeah. and I thought that would have been a cool... Uh, Title for it. Or the sixth skin. Because <laughs> the oh, one yeah. he had was the sixth one. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> but do we like it? it I up? love it. I love it. Every time I watch it, it's hard just not to just watch it. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting there trying to take notes for this. And then I realize I put the pin down exactly. for 45 yeah. minutes mm-hmm. and I'm just in yeah. it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's such a smart movie. Um, the material is great, but it still scares you. Like, yeah. there's parts yeah. where I still get all creeped out. Mm-hmm. And it's not extra violent. Like, they don't show, like, you know, him skinning anybody, mm-hmm. really. You see just kind of the aftermath of it. But you get so creeped out in most of the movie. And, I mean, Anthony Hopkins is Hannibal Lecter. Oh, I mean, that's I- iconic, right? Perfect. So, yeah, I love it still to this day. Perfect. Amy, do you have a new title? And what overall, what did we think? Okay, well, overall, I think that, I mean, this is the second time I've seen it, you know, all the way through. Um, it wasn't as scary as the first time I saw it and I was glad because I, I don't like being scared, mm. but I thought it, it was great. I think it holds up. Um, yeah, I mean, there was so much in the movie that, um, I really wasn't, I was so engrossed in, especially whenever Lecter would talk, when he yeah. would talk, I would just be, I would just yep. be sitting there just, you know, listening to his conversation. I mean, just his, uh, banter between him and agent starling was was fascinating mm-hmm. and how he really how he really got into her head and how he tried to figure things out and it was brilliant and you know for 24 minutes of screen time i believe he had mm-hmm. in that movie yep. um yeah it was fascinating it was fascinating i really enjoyed it i wasn't as scared it wasn't as gory like you said it wasn't as gory as i thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be really gross and disgusting but <laughs> it was a little bit but not over the top. Nice. So, well, my 
title mm-hmm. was uh, a little inspired because I'm a Michael Keaton fan. It's Mr. Moth. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but no i love it i think it's it absolutely holds up Mm -hmm. i mean it's only 1991 so you know i mean it's not that old but it definitely Mm -hmm. holds up and i think um looking at the special features the costume designer didn't want to do too many clothes that were dated Mm -hmm. for the time they wanted to be more professional attire that could be really timeless and Mm -hmm. i think I think, I mean, even, uh, yeah, that's, that definitely helped out a lot. Yeah. But if not, I mean, it's, it's very interesting. And I definitely watching this, I feel like criminal minds, I feel definitely studied this mm-hmm. film for how, you know, they portray different things. And I, I find it interesting that, you know, Anthony Hopkins is so compelling that sometimes you're like, oh, but he's not the main bad guy in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, crap, yeah. you know, because yeah. it is. And yet, number one AFI villain of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, on a lot great. of lists. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's get into this. What are things What are things we liked? What are things that we the noticed? The cinematography. Oh, uh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Those spinning shots, like uh, uh, the point of view stuff, and then they would they would do like this pan long shot type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when I she just, stepped in the the office the or the yeah the cell yeah. for the first time, and she just goes around all the equipment. And Everyone the guns, interacts with the camera, and then the yeah. final guy who lets her in. Yeah, real slow. It's great. Steady. And then again yeah. with the flashback with her dad at the car, mm-hmm. it kind of mm-hmm. does yeah. this weird spin thing up in the sky yeah. to segue into the next shot. I just oh so good, mm-hmm. so really good. good. Yeah, I love that. And kind of going back with what I just want to jump on it before I forget it, but what you were saying about not showing all the gore, mm-hmm. not showing being more implied, one of the things that really struck me um, was the scene when Hannibal's beating the security guy oh, with yeah? his baton. You're yeah. not seeing it's just no. on that Hannibal. guy. It's on yeah. him, and you're seeing he has nothing. He's like nothing. he, yeah. This is just as calculated and nothing. Yeah. This is just a thing. This isn't a person he's doing to. This is just what he mm-hmm. needs to do. There's how much nothing. pressure I need to. And that to was apply so even. Yeah. You know, yeah, he had blood that would come on him, but I mean, that was kind of like secondary, more of like this would literally happen. More of that really had nothing to do mm-hmm. with. He could be completely clean, and you'd still get yeah. what he was trying. And to do. And it was like an Absolutely. artwork too, because then he's listening to the uh, the mm-hmm. classical music, yeah. waving his hand around almost yeah. the same tempo as the baton, and and then he got to work, and then you got to see mm-hmm. his masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just that oh, was man. amazing. And yeah. even before all those the SWAT guys came into the room, you're seeing it through the the glass, the glass yeah. Yeah. and it's so much more horrifying. It really is. You know, it's just so because it lets your imagination like, what's it gonna? And to me, that was more strong striking than actually seeing Absolutely. the dude with his guts out. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. shit. Can, can you imagine seeing that? Yeah, well, you, they've been alluding are... to the butterflies, and then there's heavy mm-hmm. religious aspects of this, so you kind of yeah. get this yeah. winged, shadowed yep. figure, you know? Yeah, where he hangs the patriotic Pro- banners up to yeah. him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. It was, it was a clever It was a clever little escape plan, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was genius. I love the editing. It was so good, the way they mislead you with the mm-hmm. shots. Like that mm-hmm. that shot with the escape, and then again at the end with the house mm-hmm. and the bus mm-hmm. yeah. scene. Oh, like, yeah. like, I was watching the it again. The false reveal. I, was thinking, this yeah. is, I almost, like, stopped thinking, well, I know I saw this movie before, and I could swear that this yeah. was happening, but right now the editing is insinuating that this is happening. Yeah. I was so yeah. Oh, I love it when so they're clever. ringing the doorbell and yeah, his doorbell's exactly. ringing. Yeah, yeah. It it's great. Brilliant. I'm like, they're at the wrong house. Mm-hmm. In the original <laughs> cut of that with the editor, he had it stand alone. Really? And the director oh. saw the first cut. He's like, no, no, no. It needs to be happening yeah. simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Which is so, so much good. better. Yeah, oh. so good. It really was. So 
I mean, we can talk little things um, as well, but did we notice any themes throughout this or what themes did we notice? Because I noticed a bunch and wondering if you guys, like with, um, I felt like the parental theme Mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. just how influenced you are by like paternal or maternal, especially paternal figures. Surrounded by all these older, older gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Father dies, Mm -hmm. Jack Crawford pulls her up, Hannibal kind of really, absolutely, really schools her and then gives her, I mean, he basically, he says, I'm going to give you what you want, which is advancement. And he does by Mm -hmm. the end of it. So, Mm -hmm. and then it's, so it's fitting that he would call her at the end, almost like you would see your daughter on her graduation, you know? Mm -hmm. I love how they addressed a, a woman in that scenario where she's an attractive woman and just she's so short and petite she's in tiny. this in this manly kind of career and all these towering men looking at her lustfully. Mm-hmm. Even in that opening scene with Crawford, I, I'd forgotten much of the movie, so I was thinking, why is he is he hitting on her? Mm-hmm. Is this is there some kind of weird like sexual tension here that like it, it was starting yeah. to offend me a little bit until I realized <laughs> they were doing that on purpose and it was mm-hmm. brilliant because yeah. mm-hmm. every attractive woman has to deal with that and mm-hmm. I think they did a brilliant mm-hmm. job. Yeah, there are two mm. two awesome shots. One in the beginning when she gets in the elevator and it's all the <laughs> yeah, top dudes in the red. Yep. Another yeah. back when they're at the when they see the girl's dead body, where does it take place? In a church? In the, in that, um, a funeral home. Yeah, the yeah. wake. Uh, and it's, uh, Crawford leaves with a guy because he doesn't want to speak in front of the girl. And it's yeah. just her again with these tall, uniformed mm-hmm. men just kind of looking at her mm-hmm. all shitty. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. handled herself like a, like True a badass. Hero. She really, yeah. It was just very matter of fact. And she yeah. even calls it out, you know, when yeah. Crawford apologizes. Yeah. Like, you know how it is or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, well, they take their lead from you. So it right. does matter. Exactly. Yeah. It, how you exactly. are does matter. Mm-hmm. So don't speak to them. Speak, you know, right. to me. Show respect. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you brought me in this. Kind of brought her in as a rube. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she was definitely used because she was a female and because yeah. she was so... I don't want to say naive in total, but no, when it definitely. comes to her yeah. profession, she's mm-hmm. brand spanking new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she was super qualified. Like when yeah. he was uh, listing all of her uh, yeah. academic achievements mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I like she mentally, I she still knew. So I don't think she was all the way ready, but I think she was capable of sure. being ready. Of yeah. mm-hmm. And that was definitely part of it. But once, yeah, you know, definitely. even Crawford's like, if I went, if I sent you in there with the known agenda Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. would have recognized that right away absolutely but yeah so it's i found it the the parental theme was very interesting and Mm -hmm. she was haunted by it yeah but also so i felt like the the parental themes you know you have the men which is um you know strength which is authority which is like kind of like that pillar and then you do have the maternal themes where it's like security like specifically when um what's the one that's in the pit what's her name catherine Mm -hmm. when catherine's in the pit she's saying i want my mommy Mm -hmm. like to me it's just like that's her like security i mean she reverted back to being little yeah you know it's like i want my mommy and then hannibal brings it back up when he's face to face with the senator did you Mm -hmm. breastfeed a senator yeah 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 Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I, i found that theme to be very interesting and one thing that stuck out to me right freaking away i mean i've seen this movie so many times mm-hmm. um but one of the first shots you see is on the fbi on mm-hmm. their grounds mm-hmm. and there's signage that mm-hmm. says hurt agony pain, pain love, love it, it. Yeah. bridge at the bottom yeah so yeah. so for me i'm like but that's also what the you know what the villains in this movie that's what they're about so mm-hmm. it's like 
So to me, it's the pain of like what's acceptable in society versus what's not acceptable in mm-hmm. our society. Yeah, but it's the same gender, thing. The gender crisis too with the uh, with Buffalo Bill mm-hmm. kind of being yeah. that man and trying to get to that womanhood, mm-hmm. that beauty, but yet destroying and massacring the the, the female yeah. body to get there. So I well, yeah, he's great. he's embracing pain and embracing hurt mm-hmm. to get to where he thinks he needs to be. So that really freaking because it's literally a sign at the beginning and that was the first time i'd ever noticed it before was this time i can't even remember how many times i've seen the movie i know i thought it was weird like that's in quantico training grounds well yeah you'd almost expect it like with marines or something speaking of that opening shot i love that yeah um, they kind of have an ode to all the horror films where she's running through the woods yeah the fog over i noticed that and all you hear is the breath of her like here we go yeah alone dame in the woods Mm -hmm. and yet yet they make her so capable and badass yeah able to take care of herself so that's definitely a theme i thought was very interesting that i never noticed before so let's see. Oh, metamorphosis mm-hmm. is another theme where there's Very a lot so. of that. I mean, Clarice was changing as the film. I mean, she she ended up being completely different mm-hmm. than, you know, the start. And, you know, I read that as I'm reading the um, the plot for this movie, she's not an FBI agent yet. Mm-hmm. No. Trainee. So yeah, she's a trainee. Agent. She doesn't yeah. become that until the end. Mm-hmm. So she's it's an agent. just. She's not a specialist. She's really thrown in there right mm-hmm. away. I mean, yeah. but, but and she grew fast. They he grew saw something so in her. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he did. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a, a lot of different things. elements. Yeah. 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 For sure. But it worked out. So yeah. I thought but he did mentor throughout the whole, yeah. asking her yeah. questions. Sure. Absolutely. Both of these guys, I think, asked her a lot of questions. Mm. Yeah. What do you see? He Crawford, what do you see? What do you see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Hannibal, what what happened? What happened? Tell mm-hmm. me what was mm-hmm. in there, you know? He was yeah. helping her by saying, exactly. like, you have it. Let's yeah. pull it out right. of you. And I, I wish like there was teacher. more of that in life where people are just questioning us so that we come to our own conclusion yeah. and, and decide yeah. for ourselves, yeah. this is my answer, this is what I stand for, and we determine that not because anyone's telling me, mm-hmm. but because they're asking me and I'm put on the spot. Mm-hmm. What do I think? Yeah. And I feel even the first meeting with Hannibal, he was telling her, he's like, I mean, he was implying, I want to give you my respect, earn it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I want to exactly. respect you. And I mean, he definitely did by exactly. that first meeting because he kind of like, convinced the dude to swallow yeah. his own tongue. Oh, so. oh and Hannibal changed too. I, I was thinking, you know, He's he's such a powerhouse already, but he mm-hmm. was in that cell for eight years yeah. without a, being able to get out, and mm-hmm. yet through her mm-hmm. and her transformation, he was able to escape. Yeah, so he even yeah. got to change. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I, but yeah, even with metamorphosis. Um, so I'm gonna kind of, I think I have another theme. Yeah, I do have another theme, but um, I kind of want to jump over because we're on metamorphosis. I feel like the Buffalo Bill character we mm-hmm. need to talk about, but there's two things mm-hmm. that, I mean, he's not a good dude. Yeah. I'm not apologizing for him whatsoever, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's two, you know, varying in degrees of seriousness, two things that I think he gets a bad rap for mm-hmm. overall. Okay. First <laughs> off the whole, and I'm quoting, I'd fuck me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd fuck me hard. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have heard so many times, for one, everybody quotes that, because yeah. come on, yeah. even in the voice. I as well as you should. Yeah. As well as you should. But, <laughs> you know, I feel like that's used a lot of times as like, oh, that's creepy or that's messed up. But let's be honest. How many times have we put on, we have like a favorite, <laughs> we have a favorite item of clothing <laughs> or whatever, where it's just like, damn. I look really good in this mm-hmm. and gives you like Walter White has the hat. Every time he puts on the hat, he's like, I'm a badass yeah. now. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, well, most of the time, we're not wearing the scalp and hair mm-hmm. of, of another dead yeah. woman that you've. Most of the well, time, that's just I mean, detail. Noah does. That's just <laughs> tiny you, you detail. Can't, right? You can't see it at that point. He's just putting on <laughs> lipstick at that yeah. point. It's like, come on. I know. That's I think true. it was meant to be perverse, right? Because I yeah. think. Um, it wasn't just he wanted to change and be like this yeah. gentle woman, right? right? He had to like destroy and pervert it. And I think yeah. a lot of his mentality was in that place. Mm-hmm. So I think him, but would you fuck me? And just on his lips mm-hmm. while he's yeah. putting it on, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of goes on that pain agony thing that mm-hmm. you were talking about, that all the stuff that he loves that that got him sexually turned on was all this grotesqueness that he had sure. to do. And to I'm not that. apologizing for that. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying on surface yeah. value, go. Yeah. yeah. We've all been there. We've we all have. put on stuff just we like, have. oh, yeah. I read uh, that he was yeah. actually, ba- the Buffalo Bill character was based off of three different three serial yeah. killers. Yep. 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 Pretty cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. What was it? One of them... I don't know. I don't know these one white guys' had names. Someone in but the, had someone in the basement. Another one was pretended to be crippled in order to. That was Ted mm-hmm. Bundy. That was yeah, Bundy. the cast. Yeah, the, the cast. cast. And, and then one of them wore people. the skin of their victims, mm-hmm. right? And made yeah. lampshades out of. But he skin. used uh, people he dug up in graveyards. I think yeah. for yeah. for that one. Oh, yeah. well, that's nice. He did. Yeah, that's that's nice. At then. least he used dead people. And didn't you guys think it was kind of an oxymoron that, you know, he's a seamstress, kind of right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he collect moths. Oh yeah! Oh my I gosh! Really... I never even thought about that. Absolutely, oh Chris. Because moths eat clothes. But you know what? No, I, I got it. I got <laughs> it. You know those little no, maybe it's like to, to add on that um, that like that he was kind of a contradiction where because right. he was getting refused for his um, his um, <laughs> surgeries to become a woman, maybe it was kind of that self destructive. Like he thinks he's yeah. doing this for himself, yeah. and yet he's just destroying himself along the way. Maybe, maybe he just yeah. liked the, the hobby. Maybe yeah. he just liked moths. Maybe he didn't know the consequences, <laughs> like some people of his actions. Yeah. Hmm. The other bad rap that I think (laughs) the character gets, and this is obviously way more serious, is this movie had a lot of controversy during when it came out. There were groups of gay rights activists and transgender community Uh coming out saying that this was offensive, that it was showing the transgendered community as like violent or the gay community as evil. But she even has that line in, in the movie that says that they are statistically completely nonviolent. Yeah. yeah. Well, people. this, I feel like this movie bent over backwards yeah. in dialogue to be like, this guy was rejected from all the mm-hmm. places where, I mean, obviously psychologically, every medical yeah. facility mm-hmm. that handles this said, no, that's, he's not really a woman in a man's body mm-hmm. at all. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. he didn't play the character gay. No. It's just it was a very confused end. Indiv- I feel like, and maybe it was one of those things because it was protested when it first came out. Maybe it's one of those things where people hear a soundbite, kind of like when Brokeback Mountain came out, and they're like, "Oh, it's a gay cowboy movie." Mm-hmm. It's not when you see the movie, you're like, "Oh, it's not a gay cowboy movie. It's just a really long." And cowboys movie. got mad and started <laughs> protesting. No, but they called it a gay cowboy movie, and they're like, "I'm not going to see that gay cowboy yeah. movie." It's like, well, that's they not. Said it was a beautiful like. cinematic masterpiece. That's talked about the struggles of being human yeah, yeah there's that was like a minor mm-hmm. yeah the characters were you know closeted gay but like with this i feel <laughs> like maybe it was just one of those where they someone had told them that that's what the mm. bad guy was like or whatever yeah. but that i feel like the movie went out of its way to be like this dude's not gay yeah he's not transgender lecter says, yeah. says this is he's not yeah he thinks Manic- he is but he's is. not exactly 
You yeah. Know, he's messed in the head. So I, I, I guess that was a little, it's too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is too bad. Yeah. Cause he was saying it was that his, tra- his trauma from childhood was what made him think that he had something quote unquote wrong with him and his idea of that, of whatever. Mm-hmm. How he identified. Yeah. Cause even when you, when I watched the behind the scenes featurette, like later on, I mean, the actor playing Buffalo Bill was even saying, he's like, you know, um, I didn't play it gay. Mm-hmm. I'm sad that that's, that's what they're thinking. I didn't yeah. play it gay. Uh, he said the way that I played it was uh, like, especially when she's crying in the pit and mm-hmm. he does like kind of clenches his shirt, like their nipples or whatever yeah. screaming. He said, I did that as if it's like a homophobic guy mocking femininity. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's how oh, I, and you totally get it when you watch yeah, it. You're just like, Oh yeah. Like he's totally mocking her. He's not like, Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do when I'm a lady. I mean, he's definitely, mocking her in that situation so i mean it's it's too bad that that i mean i guess i can get it but if you see the movie it's like man that's i've Mm-mm, never no i didn't get specifically that say like yeah. he's not he's <laughs> not no he wishes did you guys uh notice all of the swastikas in oh yeah. everywhere on his quilt yeah. somebody went to a lot of trouble to quilt Swastikas if he can make a skin suit, I don't think quilting is going to be too hard yeah, for that's him. That's true. True. The set designer's that's like, true. I hate my job. I hate my job. <laughs> but I, I never really noticed that in yeah. watching it before. I didn't either. And there's when I was posters re- too. And stuff. Yeah, there was yeah. a poster, yeah. With like half a face or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it's, he's just an extreme character. Yeah. In like the biggest basement I have ever seen in my right? life. Holy shit. I specifically shit. wrote that down. What's yeah. up with that GD basement? Maze <laughs> in the like, basement? There's like four houses long that day. Right? <laughs> Tiny little house and the equivalent there's of There's like catacombs under the house. Exactly. Pretty much. Pretty much. Right? It was a tiny house and you're downstairs. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And it was supposed to belong to that. The, and she was in the bathroom yeah. Yeah. in the basement? Yep. Like yeah. the bathrooms in the basement. Yeah. He had put the body yeah. there. Yeah. The there's like multiple rooms. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> it was very interesting. Yeah. But even the inside of the house was based off of one of the real life serial killers and how mm-hmm. cluttered because yeah. I took the yeah. police took pictures of the place and it yeah. was all cluttered. Like when she when he was looking for the card for yeah. yeah. the people in the house yeah. was just it was all smoky and gross. Yeah, well everything was stacked on everything. It's obvious else that he and, just kinda came home and threw stuff down and didn't spend a whole lot of time yeah. up there. Well yeah. he had work to do. So yeah. I mean you couldn't linger upstairs. Mm-hmm. Had, Did you notice that on that in that scene where he's looking for that business card? And everything. And then she kind of figures out that that was him. Mm. And then in that scene where she tells him to freeze, you know, she's like, you know, put your hands up. She draws on him. And he, like, puts his hands up. And then he's almost like a butterfly. And then he, like, drops all of the... You know, the the business Mm -hmm. cards fall to the ground. But then the camera pans over. And right behind Agent's darling is a picture... Of a butterfly. Of a butterfly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You see that? Yeah. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. All these deliberate things. I like it. I love that. The art director did a lot of great, great stuff. Like her coming up with the the glass instead of bars for Sterling and Mm -hmm. Apple. Yeah. Yeah. To have more intimacy in those scenes. Mm -hmm. But it also also made it seem like he was smarter than everyone else who was in that mental institution. And more dangerous. Like if you give him that much space, you know. So for well, Hannibal, he, he has had to bars have his... in the second location, and he yeah, got out he of did. that situation with bars. Yeah. Did you notice the nice little area rug that they put in that separate very location? Thoughtful. I know. Yeah. I love that separate location. Was it was that? like they had books and like lamp yes. shops. Wasn't it like a vanity shield or whatever those things are called? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was the like little, a, it was a cage in the middle of a recreation shield. gym, right? Yeah. <laughs> You'll never get out of this. Mm-hmm. But he wait. lifts it up. Yeah. <laughs> he lifts it up and crawls under. <laughs> right? 
But yeah, I thought, and I, I liked your comment about like the point of view because through yeah. most of the movie, you are the point of view of Clarice. Clarice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then the moment where she loses control when mm-hmm. the lights turn yeah. off, you're oh, yeah, Buffalo his, Bill's yeah. point of view. Oh, and it definitely, that was so creepy. Yeah. Ugh, it definitely great, makes yeah. you like feel like you've lost control of yeah. the narrative because you're no longer with her. Yeah. I thought that was so I could cool. Just her fear was palpable. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know how she got into that mindset, but I mean, gosh. I love the, some of the shots that the cinematographer used. Um, those POV shots were also really claustrophobic. And I thought yeah. that was really, yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe oh, yeah. really yeah. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Do you notice that when, when she finally shoots him, <laughs> That the lights automatically came back on. No, she shut, she the, shut window. the window open. He he covered one okay, of the windows. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I was like, so what is that? He had yeah, he had painted over some of the windows. So, so when it she was shot paint. it, so I got to do shout out. Talk Fujimoto was the director of photography, a Japanese yeah. guy. That's he needs. Uh, this is what I I would love for us to do if we can on this show is start talking about the cinematographers' names because sure. if you ask Good anybody, idea. they don't know who shot Bird, who shot Birdman. Yeah. Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? Who shot Man of Steel? Anyone? You know, all yeah. these cinematically gorgeous movies. Who shot Lord of the Rings? Who shot that? Mm-hmm. We all know the directors. We know the stars. Yeah. But do we know the director of the photography of the film? I think that we we as filmmakers need to start giving props where they're due, man. Yeah. That's a good idea. I'm all about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think, you know, maybe some films will be like, oh, my gosh, he did this, too. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. But like we need that. to start making superstars out of those guys because yeah. it takes such talent, such skill. Uh, let's see. What else do I have? Another theme I had was definitely feminism, positive mm-hmm. feminism. Yeah. I know nowadays that's a word where, I mean, it's kind of morphed into a perception of what it really isn't. Is, yeah. So it's yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. feminine, like blah, blah, blah. But I mean, feminism is just like women should be equal to mm-hmm. the yeah. end. That's yep, kind of exactly. the whole, whole point. And I feel like what you were saying with um, Clarice at the beginning kind of being sexualized Mm -hmm. initially. I mean, even when she's called to talk to Crawford, all those FBI recruits Mm -hmm. are jogging and they're all turning around to look at her. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, I mean, I feel like then there became a point in the film where all of a sudden sex isn't a thing. And it's about she, you know, she's becoming more into herself and mm-hmm. more into her I role. Love that it never actually like goes away because Hannibal keeps bringing it up about, do you think he wants to mm-hmm. fuck you and stuff like that? But I love that it doesn't because it's something that just doesn't go yeah. away. Right. Yeah. It never goes away. But she, like you said, she copes mm-hmm. with it more and she, because she gains that confidence. Yeah. It's not so much about that anymore. It's something that's a mm-hmm. part of her and a part of life yeah. that yeah. she knows. Her place. It doesn't define her. Exactly. Think. And I thought with Crawford, what was cool is, I mean, I I guess I never saw his whole looking at her lustfully or looking at her Mm. in an attractive way. But I saw most of the time he's used to this being a boys club. Mm -hmm. And I felt like most of the time he was like, I, I want this to not be a boys club anymore. Am I doing it right? Mm-hmm. Am I am I okay? It I mean, he's endearing. constantly like I didn't checking think it in was, with her. I don't think it was done distastefully. Like yeah. I, I saw that, I mean, he's a man and she's an attractive woman. Right. That's what I saw was right. that yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he's obviously gonna have thoughts. Yeah. But I thought that because of his uh, professionalism, he carried mm-hmm. it in a way where he was mm-hmm. not disrespectful ever. And he was, I felt like he was genuinely caring about like, am I coming across? Right? Yeah. Am I, am I doing well in this mm-hmm. situation to make you feel like an equal or make you feel... I mean, I felt like throughout the whole thing, he was very encouraging with her. Even when they were going to the wrong house, he's like, we couldn't have done this with... He didn't have to yeah. say that. Yeah. And that's but why he's the mentor and not the yeah. love interest, you know? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 
was very mm-hmm. though i don't think there was a there was no hannibal and uh clarice they had a well but you had the emotional mm-hmm. connect she had with her roommate and i think that that was yeah. kind of the emotional mm-hmm. support that she had mm-hmm. through it and i feel like that yeah. kind of took the place because the story really shouldn't be about that yeah mm-hmm. um and i thought that that yeah, was, there was more good... like honest like not not honest love but there there was love but it like you said it was not romantic so so yeah. to say but it was it was there between her and and um uh her mentor and her and hannibal and her and her roommate yeah. there was all this kind of love her from her dad and mm-hmm. what made her want to be an fbi agent there's so much love in the story and i love that there was enough where they didn't feel like there needed to be some kind of carny man to the rescue <laughs> kind of thing in there and speaking of shout outs, I have to do a shout out to Q Lazarus because every time, like, he does not get credit. He's the one that did the Goodbye Horses song. It's Q, <laughs> it's Q Lazarus. But so often I hear that David, it's David Bowie. And it's like, no, it's not. He has not done that song at all. And just because it was an androgynous mm-hmm. scene does not mean that that was David Bowie. Okay, it's Q Lazarus. So that's a shout out. Okay. Let's let's do shout outs this whole show awesome. <laughs> and let's clear, get the record straight. If you guys are ever by yourself, home alone, maybe doing some cleaning or something like that, put on a robe, get naked, throw on goodbye horses mm. and just kind of see, see what, what happens. happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be one of the greatest days of that. Week. It's a confidence Not of your booster. life, but of that week. It it'll definitely pick you up. Confidence booster. All right. Absolutely. How could it not be? <laughs> so I guess one we're you know we're we're doing this to kind of point out the things we love things that maybe we weren't really digging and obviously like this is a love fest uh, unlike last week's this is a love <laughs> fest for sounds of the lambs yeah um i guess the only thing that i wasn't a huge fan of and i guess i see the point of it but i don't know it just it's not my favorite is the fact of i felt they're way too over dramatic with Clarice at the beginning being traumatized by certain things or haunted by certain things mm-hmm. where like when she's at the funeral home yeah, and she's like haunted by the fact that, oh my gosh, like remembers that her dad died. It's mm-hmm. like, but you're going to be dealing with a lot of this stuff. I feel like, yeah, but I don't I, as know. someone who lost a parent at a young age, that is one of the most traumatizing things that it sure. never goes. Mm-hmm. And it takes the smallest trigger sometimes where yeah. you, you would think, you know, oh, sing a casket, that's a big one. But it, it could be the smallest thing, like a bowl of oatmeal, and then all of a sudden you're remembering this day where it, maybe nothing significant even happened that day. But it's that's something true. that really never, never leaves. Because you're such a young, impressionable age when that happens. So I, I thought it was it was believable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was the start that led to her worst uh, memory as a child. Mm-hmm. With oh, the sure. Lamb thing. So yeah. you had to have, I mean, you kind of had to have show her father die and then her by herself and her remembering yeah. that. Because when Hannah asked, well, what was the worst? Well, my dad died, so I had to live on the farm mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. sheep and all that. Yeah. So, I mean, they're connected directly. It's so. the catalyst. Yeah, and I, for the yeah. like yeah. I said, I think I got it. It's just when you're in a professional setting, you know. I, I don't know. I mean, you got to get your shit together. Sure, yeah, exactly. Again, yeah, she, kinda... was, she was an, uh, not quite an agent yet. Like, we have to remember right. she was still right. in training. Right. She was kind of thrown into this. Were there any little nitpicky things the anybody colors. had? That was, you weren't, I, you I weren't didn't a like fan the, of the earthy tones? I thought they it was kind of faded and shallow looking. Yeah. I feel like I would have loved more shadow and deep, like deep colors, the contrast up or something. It was autumn or something. Everything looked wet and damp. Yeah, and, it did look like autumn. You know. Um, 
I didn't like that they didn't show Chilton getting his fucking face eaten off. Mm. Right. Because I could have watched that for 30 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about how great this character is. He was awesome. He was great. He was amazing in the way we're just Mm -hmm. like, man, I Mm -hmm. hope that you die at the end of this movie because he is just out for himself. Mm -hmm. He is unashamed of just this is anything when he lost any type of control. I mean, holy shit. Like... The mm-hmm. way that they got information out of a Han- out of Hannibal was faking this island that he's going to be able to spend some time at. Right. And because that took power away from Chilton, he's just like, oh, yeah, that's fake. They lied to you. It's yeah. like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, that was him getting back like, I'm better because he saw that power yeah. slipping away and he was yeah, pissed. Yeah. You know, pissed at Clarice at yeah. that point. And he's just like, Listening no, I need the... to dominate yeah. this. Exactly. Yeah. It's a shame that there are yeah. some people out there in real life that have these jobs. And so mm-hmm. much power, and they're just yeah. such scum. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because they want to keep it. Yeah, because to them, everybody out there is trying to take that power away from them because they're trying to do that to other people. So isn't everybody else doing that? Yeah. You know, so that's disgusting. Man, I love that character. It's yeah, like, you are. He was horrible. Horrible. so fucking petty. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. but great casting all around. Yeah. I thought oh, it was such it, fun yeah. casting. Honestly, up. I felt like everybody was perfectly cast for that. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I just agree. that the casting director just. You know, mm-hmm. nailed it with yeah. every little everything. Let's find yeah. that shout out for her name. We'll look it up. <laughs> yeah. Fine find casting CSA. Casting director was Howard Fewer. I hope I said that right. F E U E R. Fewer. Howard Fewer. Good job. Nice. Nice. Good job. Howard. Great job, nice Howard. Job, Howard. <laughs> so, what Thanks, genre Howard. would we put this in? Because this is interesting. Thriller. Thriller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thriller okay. slash drama. Yeah, I would say yeah. drama thriller because it tends because to get thrown is, into horror, ooh, but I don't yeah. agree with it's that. Not it's not a horror, horror film. Not a no. horror film. It's a psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. So we all agree on that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Done. Next question. All right. So, so some interesting factoids or trivia. So the head of FBI was legendary director Roger Corman. So we know from like... Jaws, Piranha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, was, he was the head of the FBI. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? So, okay. So originally, Gene Hackman was mm-hmm. going to produce and direct this. Oh, he owned the rights to the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, it was like a $500,000 option or rights mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever have you. And he offered to bring in half of it, which he did. Um, he brought in 250000 of his own money or his own investors and hired the screenwriter who wrote this to write it. And the, one of the earlier drafts, he's just like, oh, this is way too – I don't know what he was thinking, but he's like, this is way too dark okay. or violent for me. I want out. So um, Orion, the studio, said okay, and they paid yeah. him back his money, and they told – I think Ted is the screenwriter. I told him to keep yeah. writing. Yeah. And I mean – but. Dude, Gene. Yeah. If you read okay. the book, yeah, this isn't knew, a children's I story. You I mean, knew the direction it was going in. And I've read the book, and I have to say, this is really faithful to that book. Mm-hmm. I mean, it nails cool. so much. I mean, mm-hmm. even like little moments, like when Clarice figures out that James is Buffalo Bill, mm-hmm. and then Buffalo Bill figures out that she knows. Yeah. In the book, there's a passage where it's like. And they looked at each other, hmm. and they both knew who each other were. 
and just like chilling moment and that's freaking in the movie we're just like oh my god like even before she reaches for the gun you know they're looking at each other and they Mm -hmm. like he's like yeah you could tell what's going on up and he's so happy he is so happy that she figured it out he wants that yeah (laughs) i mean he wants that Mm -hmm. he wants to get away but it's just like oh like the look of he was so happy at that moment there was not an oh shit look it was like finally Mm. and i thought that was so at peace with it almost it's so chilling yeah so i thought that was interesting but yeah so gene hackman jodie foster actually tried to option the book but then found out that gene hackman beat her to it and she was campaigning long and hard for Mm -hmm. that but the director who was with michelle pfeiffer at the time wanted her to star in it and oh, she just thought it no. was way too dark i love her i think I she would have done been great interesting job with i like jody better for it yeah. um but i thought pfeiffer would have been good but it's just too dark yeah um let's see what else here oh so so there's a couple moments that made it into the film that were improvised and anthony mm-hmm. hopkins when he was mocking her accent mm-hmm. he improvised that like he did it that yeah. wasn't in the script and it actually like jody kind of pissed her off at the time but i guess later on her I mean, feelings were hurt by yeah it says that. like she later like thanked him because For she got that him. natural like reaction like this asshole is mocking my accent thought that was really cool mm-hmm. so and at 24 minutes and 52 seconds, Anthony Hopkins' performance in this movie is the second shortest to ever win an Academy Award mm-hmm. for Best Actor. Um, David Niven in Separate Tables beat him by Five one minutes. minute. So I thought that was interesting. And the three ki- three serial killers that you alluded mm-hmm. to, Ed Gein, he's the one who skinned his victims. Ted Bundy was the one with the cast on his hand, to, which is, is I mean, I'm sorry, but that's genius. genius. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. he wasn't promising bicycles or candy. I gotta he's, try that. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. going for good Samaritans here. Um, Ted Bundy for that. And then Gary Hednick. I don't know if I'm saying that right. He kept women he kidnapped in a pit in his basement. So Gein was only positively, positively linked to two murders and suspected mm-hmm. two others. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you were saying, Renee, that you know he got most of his materials with grave robbing, not murder. Um, and were most uh, were those men white men, Noah? They were white men. Okay, what you, you hear what that? Are you tr- what are you, you hear trying that? To say, Police Chris? officers, next nope. time you're pulling me over for a dim license plate <laughs> light, I want you to think about all the crazy white dudes out there yeah. keeping women in basements. It's true. Yes, because yep. that Dahmer. is the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Statistically, it's kind of John Wayne Gacy. It's interesting, yeah, all the the white guys. It's yeah. just privileged white men. Yeah. You go out Manson. to you start checking Ohio basements out and tell mm-hmm. me what you find, and then hey, pull me over what? again. I don't. I don't like where this is headed. <laughs> acting like <laughs> acting like my brother and do not get pulled over i can't tell you if i had a nickel for every time a cop tried to catch me riding dirty i would have so many nickels <laughs> so this is also cool so with um one of the inspirations anthony hopkins had for his character was he has a friend that like would never blink mm-hmm. yeah. which like creep people out yeah. so that's why he only did it that's when it was part like part of what makes those uh, the, the dialogue yeah. so entrancing it's, it's just, really disconcerting you you're like what's going on with his face and then yeah, it was only after that, after I had read that in IMDb that, that he had, oh my God, he's not. So I rewound it and I was watching it again. I was like, oh, that's creepy. Blink. Yeah, he has Let just just one moment where he closes his eyes when after Clarice tells him about yeah. the lambs and he kind of and it almost looks like he's about to cry, yeah. you know. And then he kind of opens them back up. He but, was just soaking that moment in, yeah, because yeah. yeah. he's just like she's never shared this with anybody else. Yeah, so he uh, exactly. he ate that shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is funny. 
that when Anthony Hopkins' agent called him about this and Mm -hmm. said it was a film called The Silence of the Lambs, he thought it was a children's (laughs) movie, which maybe Gene Hackman did, I guess. (laughs) Gene Hackman did the musical version. <laughs> Just kidding. I was gonna say, please don't let that be a fact. Um, <laughs> about the big five. Can we can we give a, uh, the the big five that they won like every the top five like, the yeah. top five Academy yeah. Awards that oh. best Handled film ranks. best uh, best script or mm-hmm. I mean editor uh, Music, actor, actor actress oh, yeah. so cool uh, they won a lot um, this is cool so we we're talking about Hannibal Lecter being the top villain for AFI. Clary Starling is number six for greatest heroes. Yeah. Out of how many? Was 50. it 50? So that's pretty awesome. Um, let's see. I wonder Ooh. who number one is. Yeah, we, we might. I think we probably would get to him, assuming yeah. if AFI likes to keep things in-house, so to speak. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we'll get to that at some point. Um, it's cool that the film surpassed its budget in its first week. I was just looking at that yeah. with the whole Fast and Furious thing, almost to yeah. a billion now. It's in, yeah. in line with that. It's great. So and then the FBI had, gave full cooperation for this and saw it as like recruiting video and that was another thing on the oh. documentary they're talking about they loved nice. the Clarice character because yeah. obviously they you know they wanted yeah. it to be you know both genders instead of just being a boys club mm-hmm. so they thought this was a great recruiting tool. Um, let's see what else. You know this movie came out the same year 91. as all of that Clarence Thomas stuff. Remember that whole sexual mm-hmm. harassment mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that was huge because that kind of brought sexual harassment, um, you know, made it, you know, kind of brought it to the forefront because before then it was just, oh, okay, I'm just going to, you know, like a a female firefighter, for instance, showing up on the job, getting sexually harassed. And then after this all came out, well, now they're not a fireman or firewoman, they're a firefighter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It kind of changed the conversation. And so I think that's interesting. It all came out like the same year. So this is indirectly Brooke Smith, who played Catherine and Ted Levine, who played Buffalo Bill. They were actually very close on set. Oh, So and Jodie Foster referred to Brooke Smith as Patricia Hurst, which was I mean, like that was her nickname, which was a kidnapping victim who later fell in love with her kidnapper. Stockholm Syndrome. Syndrome. So what was cool about that is watching the documentary. Ted was talking about like he would do all these scenes and then when they'd say cut, he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like mm-hmm. he was disgusted oh, and yeah. creeped out and yeah. disturbed by his character. So they became really oh. good friends. I thought that was kind of cool. cool. Yeah. And she actually gained 25 pounds for this role. She put that wow. on for yeah. this role. So I just saw her headshot recently. I was like, oh my God. She used to be a regular on Grey's Anatomy and everything or a recurring Snap. character on that. So oh. she's done a lot, but yeah. I barely yeah. recognize I, her because yeah, of all the weight that she yeah. put on. So here's oh. some interesting alternates for Hannibal Lecter. Do you want to hear this list? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. John Hurt, okay. Christopher Lloyd, which would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh my <Starling>! Great Scott <laughs> Starling. Um, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely Buffalo Blue. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Patrick Stewart, which would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Lou, Louis Gossett Jr., okay. Robert Duvall, Jack Nicholson mm. and Robert Ooh. De Niro. Interesting. Yeah. Those last three probably might have been the, the yeah, best Nicholson, replacements. That would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Jeremy Irons was actually asked to do this before Anthony Hopkins. Hmm. So that, but he turned it down. Yeah. Um. What else? So 
here's a thank God moment. So apparently John Carpenter declared his disappointment over the movie focusing so much on Clarice Starling's character and that he would have loved to direct this himself, making it much more frightening and gripping. Thank God he did not direct this film. Jeez. I mean, one of the things I love about this film is it's so layered and it's so not a specific genre. I mean, it's just so it's just freaking drama and yeah. thriller and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, that's why it goes under thriller instead of horror, horror. genre, you know? Horror yeah, because Hannibal definitely you. went you more towards horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because yeah, like yeah, the other yeah. ones, the follow-up yeah. movies are way more horror. Yeah. Way less... Very gory. Less ambiguous mm-hmm. with the genre yeah. than this one was. So thank God. Um, oh, also cool is um, George A. Romero was in this as one of the um, guys who came oh. uh, to, one of the SWAT to take team. Clarice, yeah. uh, Clarice away. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Chris Isaac. Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting. And mm-hmm. Ted Talley, the screenwriter, he did a cameo as a part of the FBI um, tactical team. Interesting. So those are oh, just random, but that just made me think of, you know, that scene where uh Lecter calls her at the graduation yeah. ceremony. Yeah. So I love that little bit where there's this guy that like, Chival- uh, as a chivalrous thing, he grabs um, her Starling's glass for for her, and yeah. then somebody else hands another glass to him, and then he gets handed a camera yeah. to take the picture. So he's holding these two wine glasses and trying to take a picture. I I never <laughs> noticed that the first time through, but I just those were the that two bug guys, right? Yeah. The yeah. two geeks, yeah. yeah. You know, going back to that one scene that you're talking about where she gets the phone call after graduation mm-hmm. from Hannibal Lecter and, you know, he's like, oh, you have, you know, Crawford's like, you have a phone call, but let me talk to you first. And then she talks to her and then she gets on the phone and, you know, Lecter is like, don't bother tracing this because I'm not going to be on. I'm like, you've been on hold for 20 yeah. minutes. <laughs> don't even start. He just wants to feel. That's yeah, hilarious. Exactly. I didn't even right? think about that. That's and you so think funny. about his voice is so, so yeah. like, characteristic I know. that someone wouldn't recognize <laughs> Meanwhile, him. when she's talking with Crawford, he's like, I've been on hold for way yeah. too fucking long. I I'll have another exactly. mojito. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Like I'm it's calling from a pay phone for crying out loud. This is Mrs. Styling. <laughs> Clarice, your mom's on the phone. <laughs> so Plugs awesome. his nose and starts talking. I am Clarice's grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mima, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, do any guys have seen the show Hannibal on NBC? Uh-uh. No, but I've heard no. really I've heard good things. things. Yeah. It's amazing. Is yeah. it? I've heard really It good. is fucking amazing. Um, and I'm bummed because it doesn't get a lot of viewers. There's not as much mm-hmm. as it, it no. should. But the writing and the casting is is amazing. The visual stuff, um, it pulls a lot from a lot of uh, most of the books. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and I think you guys should, if you guys like Hannibal, yeah. oh, yeah. I will. I you guys will. should heard, check it yeah. out. I've heard amazing things about it. Really. Yeah. Fascinating yeah. character. Yeah. It's a shame. It really I think is. it was a lack of marketing because I think the the most of the advertisement that I saw was because I was going to Universal Studios Hollywood, okay. and oh. they had because it's Universal. So it's they on have NBC. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but it's also like a mid season show, and uh-huh. I think one. I think it's marketing the. The content and the marketing I thought was pretty genius because it's very ambiguously creepy and mm-hmm. very more implied, it, but know, it just wasn't a lot exactly, of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I thought the marketing was cool, it just wasn't a lot mm-hmm. of yeah. it. Um and that's kind of there's a different can of worms that we can talk about, but it's definitely an a flaw or a problem that NBC kinda has with a lot of its shows is even if the marketing's spot on, they 
don't you'd know think how they'd to have properly... the money for it just because that's all it needs just put it everywhere because i even jack in the box got me to try one of its uh burgers because i just <laughs> saw it everywhere it tricked me everywhere. into like, okay, fine jack in the box okay. i'll do it you win yeah, but it, it was actually pretty good but yeah I, it's just a, a matter of just put it where people are gonna see it as much as possible but as a follow-up to that like <laughs> what what did we think about the other Hannibal properties. I mean, besides the show, it's Hannibal a good Rising. question. What do we think of Hannibal Rising, Red Dragon, Hannibal? Like, I did not see him on purpose. You haven't seen heard, any of them? I heard that Red Dragon was just really bad. Oh, I love that It was movie. okay. Did you? Yeah, I Red Dragon love was pretty it. good. It's, it's totally horror. I mean, it's totally uh-huh. thriller horror, but it's so good. And for me, one of the things I love about it is I... One of my pet peeves is I hate horror movies that, like jump out to scare you yeah and like that's how they scare dude i could be watching elvin and the chipmunks and if something jumps out yeah. at me i'm gonna jump yeah. that doesn't mean yeah. that they earn that <laughs> scare like i mean what the theodore what the hell like but so for me what's really a good metric for being scared is like when you know what's going to happen and yeah. there's a moment i'm not going to say what it is but in the third act of it you know what's coming up the and anxiety you're like of holy shit oh. like i know it. there i was on a date in the theater to see this and I covered my face and I could give oh. two shits what this girl <laughs> who I was on I'm like I don't give it I'm protecting myself right now yeah. you can think less of me I'm safe behind my hands oh, <laughs> like, I could care less so Red Dragon you recommend yes okay. absolutely Hannibal uh, uh, I don't know how I feel about it I've seen it like a couple times I need I to still... rewatch them yeah I, I remember liking the series but I, I just have to rewatch it now mm-hmm. Like, what did you think of Hannibal? You saw, have you seen? Yeah, I know, I've seen it. I liked. Uh, it was all right, right? I mean, I, yeah, I liked the villain. I liked Verger. I liked how his face was completely eaten off. Up. And then his whole thing was getting revenge on him, but he was still too smart the whole time. You know, he's still Hannibal. He still had some gruesome kills when he slits, he slits a dude's stomach and then hangs him or throws him off the building while he's still yeah. tied to his neck. And as soon as it hits, his guts just Whoa. spill out everywhere. <laughs> Oh, ew. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> so, um, I'm per- plugging my ears. But I thought, like, the whole okay. Ray Liotta uh, <laughs> thing, like, I wasn't really interested in that story. Yeah, I know about the Ray Liotta thing. I know what happens at yeah. dinner. Yeah, And you know... Well, no, that was the best I part thought... of it, but that was at the end. Like, that was the end that of their the story. Yeah. 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 Um, for me, pretty... like, I didn't okay. mind um, that it was Julianne Moore. She, uh, that's a hard thing to do. It is. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I don't remember what the movie was, but when I saw the movie that Jodie Foster wanted to do instead of this, I was like, "Really, Jodie? Yeah. Are you serious?" You walk away from oh. like, that's five stupid. Academy Awards, yeah. five of them, the big ones, and you walk away from the next film. One For, of which was you. Yeah. I want to say Panic Room, but I could be wrong. So, uh-huh. listeners, if yeah. you're, yeah, let me know what the movie was. But man, yeah. Panic saw, Room enthusiast. Uh, when I saw, yeah. it, I was just like, really. But for me, I think where i enjoyed it but for me i think the what wasn't good was the humor i felt like was kind of misplaced in it and Hmm. for me i was just like oh no like the the it was like dark humor Mm -hmm. but it just never really landed for me and i'm like (laughs) kind of choose what you want to be as a film so for me that was i don't know that's what kept me from like loving it but for the most part i thought was decent and you saw young hannibal right yeah hannibal rising that's right that's right did you like it uh, it was okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. I would probably be the, the, last I would rank it last of all of them, but there's some, there's some cool story in it. Um, if you just want to buy into the whole Hannibal mythology mm-hmm. and his beginnings and why he does what oh, he is does. This rising? Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. It was 
it was uh, really artistic, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. Hmm. It wasn't what I was expecting at all. Like, I was like, wow, okay. That, was it that supposed was to be his, like a prequel? It was yeah, how it's he like grew him as a kid. Up, yeah, okay. And why he is why, what he is. And, okay. I mean, it was it's heart-wrenching, like, the very beginning, but, like, kind of as he's older, it got a little bit weird. Okay. Got a little <laughs> weird, weird, kinky kind of, but it was, it was cool. Now, one, I, I do want to see Manhunter, which is that the came out one. before Sounds of the Lambs. And okay. that's actually what Red Dragon is. I mean, they just oh. renamed it. Um, but it completely failed, completely okay. financially flopped. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously they weren't going to do any more. But I do want to see it because I want to see what it, you know, like what it is compared to Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. So, but it has some interesting, like, known actors in it. It just didn't. Really? I don't remember who played Lecter in it, but I, th- I thought they asked him to come back for a Silence of the Lambs, and he just didn't want to do it again. Oh, because he oh. said he doesn't do sequels. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to look. I don't know if that, because it was a different studio. It was a different studio that did it, so I don't know. I'm going to look it up right now as we're talking. Uh, while we're doing this, so it's not boring as shit for the <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Uh, it was, oh, it was uh, right here. <laughs> Disclaimer fail. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it drops off again. It was Brian Cox. Brian Cox. Like from, uh, what's the Athens movie? Oh, Troy. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. He played Stryker in X2. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Brian Cox. That's right. I knew, I thought it was either him or somebody else, and I'm glad I didn't say the other thing because I would have been wrong. But anyway. <laughs> all right. I can't find the movie that she left uh, the, the sequel for, but apparently, according to her, this Silence of the Lambs was her favorite role of herself. Yeah, that's what oh, okay. she says, her favorite movie. Okay. I think but if you just looked at, so like, weird. the year Hannibal came out versus the year of, or, you know, around yeah. that time of, because I think she wanted to direct Mm-hmm. The, the oh yeah other, like she left to do that or she decided to do that instead um yeah the one where she's uh what do you call she's it she's a the great director where, yeah no she's, she's really amazing good. she's amazing it's the one where with liam neeson and natasha richardson and she's like this feral girl that's raised now yeah that's the one that's not Didn't the movie direct? but i don't know but that is ridiculous <laughs> tay and tay and my God, Ange. Uh. No, have you seen it? You're looking at me. Have you seen it? What are you guys talking so about? So it's a movie. It's a movie called oh, Now. No. Where now? She, yeah, yeah, Now. Okay. Where she's raised by her mother away from like civilization, and her mom had a stroke, so she's learning speech from a woman who can only who could only speak from like one side of her mouth, basically. So <laughs> obviously, that's going to change how she, you know, Enunciate. thinks words are. No, I have not seen it. Yeah, it's you're not missing anything. But um, anyway, you ready to go to? Let's do some. Yeah, remakes. we need like a remake theme song. I feel like that's yeah, what we, we do. need to do. So we'll get no, on that. that. ESPN. Sorry. <laughs> so who wants to go first with their remake? You want me to go to first? Do it, Amy. I got do this. It. I got this. All right. First of all, for Doctor Children, he is such a prick. Uh-huh. Right. I have Robert Downey Jr. Oh, that's a good one. I could he see that. can be a real. I'm sure. I'm sure he can. You kind of want to right? slap him in the movie. Yeah. The judge. Yeah. So. Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Buffalo Bill, mm-hmm. I have Ben Stiller. What? Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. We got to stop Let's everything talk. right now. Let's talk. <laughs> Let's stop. Bring it. <laughs> 
That, you better justify it. If you're looking for like someone who could blend in and would be unopposing, like no one would suspect it, and then I think that guy is crazy as shit. I think that he could do it. <laughs> oh, that he's he actually do doing it. this? Oh, <laughs> no, I think he could do. I think he could play Buffalo Bill. That's great. You know, I had I had trouble he, too finding someone yeah. that's blonde and blue eyed that could mm. play. And I I also I I had thought of I had to think yeah. of like people I. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's weird, but you know what? I think he's got that depth. You know, um, what was that movie? That really dumb movie? Was it The Water Boy or the one where he played? Um, he was in that Adam Sandler movie where he was kind of a caretaker. Heavyweights. For... No, the one with the the one where um the guy had that um. Help us help you, Emmy. Words. Happy, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Happy Thank Gilmore. you. You're yeah, in my world Gilmore. now, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was so weird and gross. Yeah, he's a great actor. I think he. Oh he's yeah, he's. You know, you know what I mean. But I don't think that you know. Obviously, if it ever, you know, which hopefully it will never get remade. I mean, just you know, nobody yeah. thinks of him in those terms. I do. I mean, he's, I he's think a of great you in those dr- terms, Ben Stiller. <laughs> You're okay with me. I You've think got that range, sentiment Stiller. will. That's you know. right. He does though. In Permanent does, Midnight, really. he plays a great oh, yeah. like, dr- drug yeah, addict. He did great. Absolutely. In that. And I'm sure he'd, you know, tuck some testes. You know? he well, he'll do could. it for his art. He's a small man. <laughs> Height-wise. Height-wise. <laughs> okay. All right. Agent Crawford. <laughs> Agent Crawford. I have Brian Cranston. Oh. Mm. oh okay. Cool. I think yeah. he could like do that. a really nice, understated. I mean, if you look at who Agent Crawford was in the movie, this guy had a lot of rank and a lot yeah. of pull. He was a very powerful man. And yet, you know, he would be like, hey, come here, Starling. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. But I think that, um, I think Cranston could do a cool. pretty, pretty believable one. All right. Um, for Agent Starling, I have Rashida Jones. Interesting. Yeah. Think about it. Hmm. We see her mostly in funny things. But all I'm really thinking got about thinking. it, <laughs> I've done it, you guys. I've done it. Okay. And last, for Hannibal Lecter, um, I have Christoph Waltz. I had him, too. You did? As one of my choices. Yes. See, yeah. I, almost, I have him as one of but, mine. But then I, I ended okay. up switching it over to um, Chilton. I have him yeah. as yeah. Chilton <laughs> down right here. Do you? Yeah. Brilliant. See, he, I think that if he were... Now, I mean, nobody could surpass... Sir Anthony Hopkins. No. I mean, no one we're not, could. We're, that's no not one what we're doing could. here no, 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 for yes, the record. Right. For no, listeners. it's just for our fun, for our... But, I mean, he's scary as hell, right? Mm-hmm. You just never know with him. You ever okay. seen him on... Um, was it on Jimmy Kimmel where he's drinking the hot chocolate and he's doing the... Uh, Christoph Waltz, they have him on there doing this whole mm-hmm. the whole bit where he's like... It's supposed to be like American Idol. So he's auditioning for it. And then they're all, okay, yeah, yeah, you did a great job singing. Okay. And he's like, no, I didn't. I didn't do a good job at all. And he's like dipping his finger and licking it with the hot cocoa and everything. And and then one by one, I think he's killing them. But it was really, really frightening. Look it up. Okay. Oh, it's on YouTube. That's that your list? list? That's my list. That's a very What about director? List. Oh, yeah. You know what? For director, I thought of a couple of different people. And I was th- I, I kept going back to Demi because, I mean... I just can't imagine it being remade any other style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I thought it was really mm-hmm. interestingly shot. And I think that everybody kind of, I mean, I think he was a brilliant director in this. Everybody kind of took his lead and, you know, he got his point across very well. I'm sure there's things that he doesn't like about the movie, but 
you know, from our point of view, it's pretty darn, pretty darn good. And one thing that we discussed last week that I think we need to just have mm-hmm. a disclaimer from now on. Yes. That just for the listener, if this is the first time hearing one of the podcasts, just know that the go-to obvious male or main female role right. is, is just Amy it's unspoken Adams. to be it's Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. So right. besides her, the these right. are our list. Yes. So I figure exactly. we need that disclaimer exactly. out there to just say, of course. Well, she Amy would be Adams great. could do this, but <laughs> we're just gonna have somebody else. You know, so I feel like else a shot. it's always like if she's unavailable, then this is right. Yeah, exactly. If there's face. scheduling conflicts. <laughs> What you got, Chris? Okay. Uh, for a director, I have Guillermo del Toro. Nice. Ooh. Okay. I think, because you don't need to do anything with the characters, but I think with some of these set pieces, he would just do amazing Shadows. things with... The colors, yes. Um, <laughs> That's true. Like the cell, the whole Baltimore mental institution, mm-hmm. I think would be fucking crazy. The basement, the uh, the storage unit she went in. Like, I was picturing mm-hmm. all these uh, designs that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I would like to see him do. Um, for Clarice, I have Allison Brie. She plays Annie on like Community. That. Yeah, I love her. Oh, okay. Um, and she's also on Mad Men. And Mad Men, too. Uh, but I've seen her be scared. I've seen her play strong. Uh, mm. She has these great eyes for her and kind of a young innocence to mm-hmm. it. But also you could tell, or I've seen her, where she's played like really strong and upfront and demanding. Yeah, I love that. And I thought that'd, that'd be a pretty cool choice. Mm. Uh, for Lecter... I couldn't really decide. Uh, I wanted someone to have, because there's, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Layer Cake with uh, Daniel Craig, but Mm, there's this scene where it just zooms in on his eyes and Mm -hmm. then zooms back out and he's someplace else. And he has just like this dead stare with these big blue ghouls, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I thought Daniel Craig, and he has like that sophistication to it as well. I thought about him too. So I thought, but also Tom Tom Hiddleston, uh, who plays Layer Cake. I think he yes. could do such a good yeah. job of just being kind of dead with yeah. emotion, but mm-hmm. still having that like intensity with it. He was like that in the second Thor movie. Yeah, yeah. Where he's in the real dark. Really yeah. dark. And I was like, him and, and him and Fastbender, I think, could play that real just oh, dead totally. with that yeah. intensity. And so those those any one of those three, Buffalo Bill. Uh, I have Benicio del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, okay. I was I so that. happy when I stumbled upon that answer because I went through it and I was, you know, going through old movies like well, who who could do it? Yeah. And I came across uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And I was just like, I could totally see him in mm. the in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> sewing up his clothes and kind of being that like that gross, perverse, yeah. Yeah. just yeah. broken down being. Right. And I thought he and he could seem normal enough to kidnap him uh-huh. and then he could also unleash that, that that perverseness you know that strange something's not right when he's alone in the basement and so i thought that would be pretty cool uh for crawford i have either george Clooney yes. clooney <laughs> or okay. denzel washington okay. Ooh, oh, yeah. i like that yeah um really strong charismatic authority yes, types charming yeah. elegant professional clean cut man yeah exactly great. good exactly. job Clarice yeah. my man <laughs> my and, man and like I said yeah for, uh, for Chilton I put down Christoph Waltz okay I, okay. Too. I could see that because uh, he has that cocky if you've seen yeah. I don't know if anyone saw Big Eyes the mm. or the Tim Burton one where he's kind of has to play like very full of himself like mm. it definitely yeah like in definitely. the beginning when you first see Chilton and he has his feet up lean mm. back in his chair yeah. and yeah. he's telling her all the rules and you gotta do this, this and is that my kingdom yeah yeah, yeah so that's I, awesome good I like choices. that yeah 
So for my director, I, um, a couple things, just because I was like, well, okay, if I really wanted someone to go crazy with colors, who would do that? Tim Burton would mm-hmm. do a really sure. interesting oh interpretation. Gosh. But I, I finally decided that Fight Club's David Fincher because mm-hmm. I love his dark, mm-hmm. twisted yeah. Yeah. Our take show on it. Yeah, I think he would do a great Which, job with for it. For good reason. He's yeah. Other yeah, ones he's... I considered because of the cinematography is Gareth Evans. If you guys know, he did The Raid. Um, mm-hmm. I just love those fast-paced shots, the whipping, and okay. I felt that that was really effective, so I thought he would have done a good job. But I think I decided David Fincher. Mm-hmm. So for Starling... I want to see Rooney Mara because she killed mm, Dragon yeah. Tattoo. She yeah. was so good in that. And I, everything I've seen her do with Social Network, she's just got that. She's she's petite and yeah. beautiful and delicate, but she can really play a badass yeah. if she sets her mind yeah, to yeah, it. Definitely. So I had her. My second choice was Emma Stone just because she's great. And mm-hmm. she yeah, kind I thought of about yeah, her had that well. southern, southern yeah. kind of feel to her. And then just because she's so short and I haven't seen her in this kind of role yet, Taryn Manning. Um, oh. she's in Orange is the New Black yeah. and she was also in uh, um, Sons of Anarchy she played Cherry um, oh, I've seen her a couple yeah, things yeah. Love yeah. Her. She's, yeah. but she, one of the jokes about her is she's so short like she mm-hmm. deals with it all the time so I would love uh-huh. to see her tackle this kind of beastly yeah. role yeah. because of that so those are my starlings hmm. uh, for Hannibal I would love to see J.K. Simmings tackle this role um <laughs> He was in Whiplash, if you guys yeah. have seen that. Um, or James Spader he, in Blacklist. He's great. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, when I saw dark. Blacklist, I'm yeah. like, that's kind yeah. of Hannibal. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Um, but point. if we go kind of more modern, I was kind of thinking of Cumberbatch. Mm. Yeah. I think he would yeah. do a really quirky yeah. kind of devilish character. I, and I'm, I, I thought I'm the same they, uh, thing, too. I almost had him mm-hmm. down for my final I, I'm what they call a cumber bitch. I would just like to, <laughs> okay. to say that. Okay. <laughs> That's what they call them, cumber bitches. Um, I am awesome. one. For Crawford, I had Clooney <laughs> as my one, my first choice. But um, other ones were John Hamm. He's got that mm-hmm. same kind of clean cut. Yeah. But then I ended up deciding my favorite was Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I would love to see him play that role. Just because I don't yeah. see him in enough. And he yeah. was good. And he's yeah. got that kind yeah. of like professional but old, but still kind of flirty and like yeah. a, you know, a charming, kind of charming and yeah. kind of respectful way. Um, I can see it. I can see it. And he's kind of set into his little, the way he speaks. Like he's embraced his whole like sing-songy mannerism, like his version of Christopher Walken type of, this is what I do in movies. Uh Yeah. So uh, that's cool. For Dr. Chilton, I had Christoph Waltz, but my other choice that I ended up putting first uh, in the end was Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Because I hmm. love that man, and I okay. every every new role I see him tackle is so deep. Mm-hmm. There's so much depth to it, and I he can play that twisted fucker kind of, mm-hmm. kind True of detective. character. And we've seen those transformations he makes with his body. Oh my God. <laughs> so I I think it would be so easy for him to transform again yeah. for that kind of yeah. Role. That's cool. Yeah. For Buffalo I Bill, I. I wish Heath Ledger was alive because that he was my first choice for that. Oh, yeah, I yeah. could definitely. Yeah, say that. he would absolutely. Have been, he would have been so good. Um, but definitely, alas, uh, I thought of Zachary Quinto because he's a great actor. Um, mm-hmm. But like we were saying about that whole gay thing, I didn't. I was thinking, well, I don't know if I. He's played so many now at this yeah. point that I don't know if I want mm-hmm. that to be the route that we go. So Jared Leto because he's also a genius, um, and. I don't know if anyone knows this name, but Affy Allen, if you watch Game of Thrones, he plays Theon Greyjoy. 
Okay. And I think he's Weasley in that mm-hmm. in that role, kind of like ratty, and I, I think he would do a good job with that. So those were my choices. Nice. Yeah. All right, very cool. So for mine, for director, uh, I okay, so I wanted kind of like with Guillermo del Toro where it's like a little bit darker, a little more implied, because it's definitely not like in-your-face grotesque. It's more implied. So I mm-hmm. have James Wan. I think that's how you say his last name. It's the director from Insidious. Yeah. Oh, and that's okay. the thing that I loved about Insidious is that okay. movie creeped the crap out of me because yeah. everything was implied or you just see little bits of things that wasn't in your face. And yeah. I feel like nowadays a lot of the thriller, it's like Shock you have value. to show everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's so much scarier. Like Insidious, it kind of fell apart for me at the end when you saw the entity in its full form because mm-hmm. I like just seeing bits and pieces. And that was way more scary. And I feel like he'd be great for that. Um, let's see here. So I'm going to do Hannibal last. Um, Clarice, I have Shailene Woodley. Oh, I thought of her. She's so big right now. She's number one on IMDb. Yeah. Like she's from the Divergent and Insurgent. But the first thing I saw her in was The Descendants and she was just amazing. I love that movie. Um, I thought she'd be great. Uh, let's see for Jack Crawford, FBI. I have my boy, Mitch Pileggi. I don't know if you know who that is. You know, if you see him, he was... He was Skinner in um, X Files, like the FBI boss, the bald dude. He's also been on Supernatural, oh, okay. yeah. like that guy. I think he would be amazing. Um, for for Doctor Chilton, I have two people. One of them you might not know the name. Um, it's Nick E. Terabay. He played Asher on Spartacus. I don't know if you watch Spartacus at all, but he he was just such a shady like. Kind of like the spy for for okay. um, John Hanna, the main guy. Okay, like, he's kind of dark. Uh, is he a dark haired? Yeah, fella? yeah. But yeah. he was so he, snaky, and I the minute know. he had yeah. any authority, he was just like reveled in oh, it. But yeah. since I knew a lot of you might not know who he is, my second choice was Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> oh, wow, that's great. Because man, like okay. he is awesome, oh, but okay. he could be such a dick <laughs> yeah, if he, he wanted really to be in a character. That's I think great. he would just. Love it, but also hate the character. Just like I think the guy who played Chilton was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely perfect. I think Neil Patrick Harris would be awesome. Good choice. For Catherine Martin, I have Nikki Blonsky, who she was okay, the, yeah. the breakout star in Hairspray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she really hasn't done, I was looking at IMDb, she really hasn't done a lot since then, like stuff here and there. And that's too bad because I think just she's great. Um, and I think she'd be really good at that. Oh, and, um, for Clarice, I did. I was thinking Emma, um, Emma Stone, Stone, but yeah. I don't. When it comes to like, like the the climactic scene where she ends up shooting Buffalo Bill, I wasn't so yeah. sure if I would necessarily see her as this badass because I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, that's yeah. she's amazing. She's yeah. my favorite actress out there. I think one of my favorite, but I just I don't know. That's why Mara got my top. Yeah, spot. so I'm not for Buffalo Bill. There's there he has to do one thing though for this for him to get my. Buffalo Bill spot. I have Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. But he has to play it as he did the character in whatever the hell he was trying to do in the movie, I'm Still There. His fake mockumentary where he took a year off and he went bonkers, like, pretending to be a rapper. And it was just the weirdest, most surreal, like, if he did that, I think that would be amazing because it's just so confusing. Oh, wow. So for Hannibal. Interesting. I was like, huh, who would be this? Who is great at playing... The smarter than I'm smarter than you. Mm-hmm. I'm also a little socially awkward, a little sociopath, British, 
Of course it's Benedict Cumberpatch. Uh-huh. It has to be. There's no <laughs> other. Like, I just like, there's nobody else. There's yeah. literally nobody else because that's what he does. He's amazing. In all of his roles, he plays the smarter than you, yep. socially yeah. awkward character. And that's. Con, Sherlock. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Yeah, Imitation yeah. game. It's the same yeah. thing. He's, yeah. I mean, he yeah. does very well in that. So that's, that's what I had for it. Awesome. Interesting. Cool. So that, that was my list. I, I don't forget anything. Any That's any cool. parting thoughts or any any little things about Sansa Lambs before oh, we go into plugs? I did, I did find uh, something about the roles, um, why Jodie did not take the role. Mm-hmm. Um, so this says that it seems Jodie Foster is finally talking about the controversy surrounding her decision not to reprise the role of Clary Starling in the last year's Silence of the Lambs sequel, Hannibal. Um, apparently, um, the producer... Dino De Laurentiis mm-hmm. was bad-mouthing Foster after her decision to pass on the role. Uh, rumors had her unhappy with Starling's evo- uh, evolution yeah. with the, the little love sonnet um, that Foster needed Hannibal more than we needed her. Um, as an audience, uh, this person says, I see Julianne more like, oh, I want to go to bed with her, and I see Jodie Foster in no way. Oh, yeah. So, oh, ouch. Um, That's gross. Uh, so about Starling, Foster said, it's hard to come up with a character that would be Clarice 10 years later. Okay. The book was clear about who she'd become, but I'm not sure I agreed with it. It was certainly Thomas Harris's invention, but, and then she says, well, I shouldn't go into this. So it looks like she uh, just disagreed yeah. with who okay. she would have played Clarice mm-hmm. as and who the, the author yeah. ended up writing. Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, they were talking about she just didn't like where, where that went. story went. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. And I think Julia Moore did a great job with it. I think yeah. it is kind of like very hard to jump into that, such yeah, an iconic role. But I think she did great. actress, both of uh, Foster and Moore, I, I, I'm, it's very noble of, of them both to tackle that. Like for, for Jody to say, I'm not going to do it because as an actor, I'm not going to do it the way you want it. Mm-hmm. Just be, I mean, you would pass up on a sequel mm-hmm. of a five Oscar winning film. That's, that's got to be so hard to do just based on your yeah. own personal mm-hmm. belief that you're not going to do it justice. The only wow. thing that I didn't agree with in Hannibal character-wise that I – I mean, obviously there might be more, but like that I can think of right now is the whole conceit that ever since then um, Clarice has been afraid for her life with Hannibal. And I'm like, I don't believe mm-hmm. that yeah. because no, he's I made agree. it crystal clear yeah. that he's like – he loves it. her. Yeah. He respects her. He'd consider it rude, right? He'd consider it rude. Yeah, like yeah. she – he has yeah. nothing but the utmost respect for her. So even yeah. like – because I think in the trailer, it's like, you know, do you ever worry? And she's like, only, you know, every minute. It's like, but you wouldn't. No. Yeah. You're like the most safe he person knows, on the planet. She knows him. Yeah. You know, they they were on that level together. I know. I don't well, he went to extremes to protect her integrity mm-hmm. by making the one dude, like, swallow his own tongue, tongue yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, he's... He yeah. was very protective yeah. of her in a non like evil like she's my little toy yeah. type of way. He yeah, respected with the, the her. finger stroke. Yeah, in that yeah, one yeah. Scene where he's handing the case file mm-hmm. over, and he was even proud when uh, he saw her after she offered him the fake deal. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. he was very impressed with that. Yeah. yeah. So I just so that's the only thing where I'm like, no, but she wouldn't be worried. Yeah, I about agree with though. Foster with that. All right, do we have? That's what, good. Let's go around around the table and do our plugs, Amy. All what right. you got? You can find me on Twitter at Amy J. Cordova, all one word, all lowercase, and same name on Instagram. I am a freelance public relations specialist specializing in film and television. I am here for all of your entertainment needs. And she's awesome. 
and I'm awesome. And cute. I'm adorable. I don't know. I can't take compliments. I can't take compliments. I have to turn it into something gross. Um, um, that is all. All right. What you got, Chris? Uh, I have been Chris Fimbres. Uh, you could catch me at your local orgy. Um, all right. Just give me a pat on the back and say hello. Uh, <laughs> go to Facebook and like mine and Noah's improv group, Vaguely Nefarious. Um, we'll book uh, or post our show times and all that uh, with some funny motherfuckers. So check it out. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. See you around. <laughs> great. All right. Well, improv, you say. Yeah. Okay. You're great on the spot, obviously. Uh, <laughs> my name is Renee Michelle Aranda. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Ren Makara. The first three letters of my full name, R-E-N-M-I-C-A-R-A. I actually uh, just filmed a horror film, which is sort of along the lines of this, uh, this podcast, uh, this last uh, what was it Friday? And then again, we're wrapping on Monday where I play a monster. Uh, this movie is called Relentless. It's a zombie film where I'm someone's wife who gets killed and then I end up haunting him the whole time. It's a fun little short. So that was really cool to get all that makeup awesome. in. I, had I the saw it white on Instagram. That was yeah. so cool. Isn't it neat? Yeah, it yeah. was a lot of fun. So uh, there's uh, that little project. We'll see how that goes. But it, as far as what I do otherwise, I am a freelance producer and actor, but sometimes, or not sometimes, uh, um, when I have like my good, good work coming, the big features and stuff, it's with this production company called Plus Entertainment. We shoot made-for-TV features for Cine Latino, and I take headshots and resumes from actors uh, at starparkstudios at gmail.com. So shoot me your, your shit, your stuff, and mm-hmm. I hope to hear from you guys. Nice. And you won't be here next week because you are... Oh, for that same production company, I'm going back to Mexico because we Ooh, have to get so some pickup awesome. shots for the fifth feature we, sh- we shot last year. So I'm going to be there for about a week. Nice. Good for you. So that's very cool. Yeah. So Uh thank you guys for being here. Um, Normally, I'm not going to be announcing what movies we're going to be doing next on the podcast. But. Um, Lay it on me. But I want to point this out because Chris called me crying after watching Silence of the Lambs. He's like, I can't. After this in Taxi Driver, I can't take something (laughs) so intense. Hold me. I'm going to fucking kill someone, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. I was close, man. I was teetering on the edge. He does does get super method. Um, (laughs) So in his his honor, we are going to go a lot lighter for next mm-hmm. week we're going to that classic 1980 film mm-hmm. nine to five. Oh, wow <laughs> with dolly bard so. wow really <laughs> chris you sick and, son of a bitch and you're doing this for me you i'm say? doing this all for you it's because you asked for it buddy it's a lot chris. in honor next i'm week. gonna watch right. it anyway nice. maybe email oh, you good. Or something. Yeah. good 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 oh, send me wow. your list whatever oh, for geez. remake list so see you next awesome. week with dolly parton's <laughs> cinema classic Excellent. nine wow. to five <laughs> This has been an Aussie Cobb Media production. Executive producers Noah Kinsey and Brian Nicholas. For more information, visit ozzycobb.com. Hold up. 